0: all right y'all we're back with another episode of black women healing podcast and as usual we have a special guest but before we get started we're going to engage in a random discussion so hmm this is hard i want to do something that's like juicy but i'm also like i ain't got nothing on mine so (laughs) that's also like making me struggle a little bit um hmm okay what is something that you've been really wanting to do that you just have not found the time to do or like it just has not worked in your schedule but like you daydream about doing it hmm, hmm that is an interesting clearly I have something on my mind yeah you go, you go for it you go for I need to go see Usher's residency in Vegas. Like, if that is the last thing that I do, I need to, and I need to do it twice. <laughs> like, I need to do this, and yeah. I don't know how to make it happen. Cause I'm like, what would I do with the baby? Her dad will want to go, but I know her dad will want to stay with her. So I'm like, okay, maybe I need to go with friends, and he come, and then maybe me and him go, and she stay with friends. So and so, I'm like, how are we gonna make this happen? So I've been trying to talk her grandma to flying out here to meet us in Vegas. <laughs> Oh, so <laughs> she, see, it's just taking too much thinking. But I really want to go, and our timeshare like is offering us free tickets. I'm like I want to
1: go so bad.
0: Your timeshare is offering you free tickets. Yeah, but it's like all these different like logistics to it. Where I'm like, oh. I don't have that much brain space. Like I just want to go, and like it just happened.
1: I mean, you you kind of got to go now that you got free tickets, regardless of the logistics or not. Like, those Usher tickets, they're a little pricey. So, the fact that they're talking about anything free, you kind of got to go. So, we're going to not
0: talk that about- pricey, though. And that's why I really want to go, too. Because if what? you look for next year tickets, they're not pricey. Oh, next year? Because I'll he's say- staying until, well, they didn't say when it's going to end. But it's all next year, too. So, I'm like, if I plan this out right, maybe, you know, I can go twice. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go.
2: Just because You anyway. go once. <laughs> You, know, you
0: gotta say things out loud to make sure that, that manifested.
2: It. It. yeah yeah. It's gonna happen.
0: <laughs> what about you? What you thinking now?
1: Still nothing. Okay, I want to go to a country in Africa, but a last. Three years now I feel like every year I'm about to go it'd be like okay December Nigeria and now Ghana keep coming up you know um I have a friend who's from Ivory Coast I keep telling her let me know what we doing you know when we going see be having some quick her flight they'll just or her trips they'll just come up and I'll be like all right I don't got it like that uh but sometimes her trips are like really fast I'm more family oriented and obviously I don't want to intrude on that but I I have to get over there like even if it's not West Africa I need to go to a country in Africa I have to like so I don't know well next year is supposed to happen I'm putting it out there that it's going to happen I'm going to go to one of the countries yeah. why hasn't it happened already COVID but also I have friends like I have a lot of you know <laughs> different african friends and so mm-hmm. it's always something where we're trying to wait for them you know because i it would be nice for like one of my friends to be able to go with them right and so that is what it's really been like trying to get people who who you know know a little bit about the place um but so
0: that's Gotta it stop
1: waiting to do it i agree i agree i'm tired of it what
2: about you tiara that was a good one. That was a, I I did think about traveling to Africa. But I want to I one of my goals is to really travel to all 50 of the United States. Um I don't know why it it was just something that intrigued me to to be able to really say, you know, I've I've been to all 50 states in the United States. Um I've been to some, but um of course there's still a lot. It's <laughs> like 40, 45 others that that I haven't <laughs> traveled to yet. So that's one thing that I want to, you know, start being intentional about. Just being able to see different states.
0: Yes, yes. We've been talking about that, Donika, haven't we? Like just talking about even visiting different parts of California. Like that's Absolutely. been like a long
2: thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So many like
2: different- Cali- them that I haven't been to and I I really I really want to be able to be be in Cali and experience the air and the fresh air and all that so
0: where are you located
2: I'm in Florida
0: oh nice okay yes.
2: What part? I'm in Miami
0: <laughs> oh my Miami.
1: yes yeah no I mean even that too in Florida I mean have do you feel like you've explored all of Florida because you know it's huge
2: Right, it is. I've actually lived in a lot of different parts of Florida. Like I've lived in um, Gainesville. I lived in um, Tampa on the West Coast. I lived in Miami, of course, West Palm Beach. So um, I feel like I've traveled to majority of it. I probably haven't gone to certain places like Destin. Destin's really beautiful. Um, It has a lot of, you know, nice beaches and stuff up there. But he am kind of tired of Florida have
1: you been to key west have you been to
2: key Key west i've been to key west West. it's pretty pretty far (laughs) it's like a long highway um but yeah i feel like i've experienced most of florida enough you know and i just want to get out there and and like go to california texas you know those other major states
0: Well, as y'all hear, um, Tierra is our guest, and I'm gonna go ahead and introduce our guest. So, Tierra Renee is a mental health advocate, blogger, and podcast creator of Black Girl Therapy. So, I'm gonna spell that so y'all can make sure you follow it. So, it's B L K period G R L Therapy, and it's Instagram, a blog, and she also has the Pink Print podcast. Her goal is to help followers like you heal from generational trauma through conversations concerning mental health and pop culture. Please follow her Instagram, we'll have in the show notes and check out the Pink Prince podcast, latest episodes, Haters on My Plate, That's low Vibration, featured on Anchor and Spotify. So you're probably wondering, what are we going to talk about today? Well, we want to talk about high-functioning depression because Black women in particular are highly impacted by this. So to just go ahead and dive in, we want to ask Tiara how we're defining high-function depression so that our audience understands.
2: So, um, my definition of high functioning depression is when you have pretty much all of the symptoms of depression, yet you're still able to do, you know, your daily um, activities, like go to work, you know, work out, socialize with friends. It's just, you're able to mask the depression, yet you still have those thoughts, those intrusive thoughts, those, you know, um, you know, just those, those intense feelings in your head that people that actually suffer with depression um with other types of depression sorry are not really able to do those day-to-day activities um like a a good example of somebody that functions from high functioning depression was um the Miss USA I, I, I believe her name was Catherine it was something something with a c I can't remember I'm sorry, but um, she was um, she was one of those celebrity examples of someone that was really suffering with high functioning depression because it was a shock to her mom who was really close to her, um, Mm -hmm. that she was suffering from depression and she was sad, so it really shocked a lot of people that she committed suicide, um, because when you see her, she's just this vibrant being, she's always smiling and things like that,
0: so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think her name was Chesley or something like that or Chelsea something similar to that but I know exactly what you're talking about yep I remember that
1: yeah yeah no I think that when you talk about that too um a lot of times we'll hear about like different celebrities who you know die by suicide or um even just health concerns sometimes right when you think about the different ways that people are expressing like this depression of how it's coming the outcome of how it's coming out Um, But not even to dive too deep yet. We're going to get there. But what are some signs of high-functioning depression? And how might it look different from just depression?
2: So um, some signs of high-functioning depression um, could be like you feel constant fatigue. um, You're overeating or you're undereating. You may suffer with insomnia. Um, You may not be interested in certain activities like even if you're capable of getting up to go to work, you often like lay in the bed and you're just just like, you feel drained. Um, Sometimes you don't take showers. Sometimes you don't, you know, do things like that, like self-care and things like that. You neglect a lot of the necessities that um, we need for taking care of ourselves. Um, So how is it different from other types of depression? Like I said, um, You're still able to do those day-to-day activities, but um, unlike people who suffer with other types of depression, you know, they're they're not capable of getting up out of the bed. They're not capable of going to work. They're not capable of socializing or working out and things like that.
0: Mm. Thank you for breaking that down, and it's even making me think about like Black women in particular. It's making me think about like our hair and our hair being like like a big thing that for us, like hair and nails in particular, right? And it's making me think about my friends who have high functioning depression. Like they're not missing a beat with their hair. Like the hair is still saying done. Versus my friends who are just depressed, it's like a nest is happening in their hair, and so it's more upfront and apparent, and so it's also making me think about the relationships that we have with the people that do our hair and how that's therapeutic and I'm wondering what role that plays in depression and what that support looks like that could be a whole nother episode but my mind like went to the hair and how we're thinking about hair especially like our friends that are like always on top of their hair like just thinking about that because I've been able to pinpoint some of my friends who's like Your hair—you haven't went and got your hair done. Like, what's going on? And they've been able to tell me, like, well, I'm actually depressed. I haven't even washed my hair at home, and then going into like a deeper conversation about that.
1: Yes, absolutely. Another thing I'm thinking about is like, like your um, like your household, like what it looks like. And some people are just—don't get me wrong—naturally messy people, and maybe like you know that's what that's a learned behavior of what they've seen. But I mean, I almost definitely feel like what your home looks like is usually what you really feel like. So sometimes you'll see somebody out and yeah, they look good. Like you said, Myra, they got their hair done, nails done. Even their skin probably, they might still even got the skincare routine going down. But then you go in that house and it's like, Mm -hmm. disheveled, and everything is everywhere. And it's like, oh, okay. It could be some other things going on. And I would say for sure for myself, that's how I know when something's going on with me when it's like I can't i like the smallest things to do in the house that like might be straightening up it takes me forever it's like okay yeah something's going on right here.
0: I appreciate you pointing that out because now me and my client we were having a conversation where she pointed out her house being messy but the conversation was about she's been consistently traveling to run away from her house reminding her that she's depressed and it's messy so we were having a conversation about now she's traveling she's adding more mess to the mess that she already has and we were able to break down like that was making her more depressed yeah. so we end up having a conversation about why don't you get up somebody come clean your house That too. Yep. Yeah, that's too. you she can afford it like I, I feel embarrassed because i feel like i should be doing that and i was like and that's your high functioning depression you're trying to add another thing onto your plate mm-hmm. to try to push through when you got the money, get the person to clean your house. And so I'm happy that we were able to have that conversation because I, when I say traveling, like this lady was going to Africa one week in like places that were not making sense. And I'm like, you just woke up and decided to go to Africa for a week. Like that doesn't make sense. Like that's something you plan for. So yeah, I'm happy we we're talking about this.
1: Yes, absolutely. Okay, so um, Tierra, in your personal opinion, what are some ways... To deal with high-functioning depression,
2: so um the first thing is to identify really the factors that trigger your thoughts that lead up to your depression, like keeping a journal, um, and journaling. You know the moments or whatever, whatever you feel like is is adding or causing this type of mood, um, so that you can just really pinpoint the patterns. Like what is it, it, maybe it's something that somebody says that may trigger the depression, um, being in a workplace and dealing with you know other people. Maybe it's something there that may be triggering. What is it that's really triggering this um, type of mood for you? Um, mm-hmm. For me, it's also maintaining a healthy lifestyle um, as far as like taking my vitamins, like B12 and zinc um, because sometimes it's really like a chemical imbalance that's causing the depression uh, eating more fruits and vegetables and drinking a lot of water because food is really another thing that that contributes to us being depressed because um, I was vegan for like six months and a half and I could really tell the difference when I was vegan how my body reacted to being more healthier with the things that I was eating and I, I felt like Because when you're depressed, you also have like a brain fog. So being able to eat healthy kind of helped me think more clear. I had mental clarity. I was able to be refreshed after having a a full eight hours of sleep. Um, Different things like that. Um, Also, I feel like um, exercising, even though some people that have high functioning depression, they say that they, you know, they do things like yoga and they still work out and things like that. But maintaining some type of movement, dancing, you know, something that gets you active to release those endorphins Um, and just finding some type of routine to keep yourself going um, and being, you know, more purposeful with your day, planning out your day ahead of time so that you're not using that time to just feel like, oh, my gosh, I just want to sleep in the bed all day and things like that.
0: Yeah, thank you for breaking that down. Why do you believe that black women in particular are the biggest group for high functioning depression.
2: I feel like black women are the biggest group because we kind of have this mentality of I need to be strong, I have to be strong, I have to hold it all together. Um, I have to be the strong black woman all the time when really that's really not the case we don't always have to have have it together we don't always have to hide our emotions and we can actually express our emotions and heal from them because the purpose of us you know wanting to heal is to be better to do better so um i feel like as black women we kind of have this pressure of of being one way when really we should actually just take the time to heal
0: Hmm. I appreciate you breaking that down. Um, what are your thoughts about how one might support a friend who they are noticing has high functioning depression?
2: Um, I feel like if you notice you have a friend that's suffering from high functioning depression, one of the things that you can do is just be a listener, you know, being a good listening ear. Sometimes we don't need, um, someone to always tell us what we should do or, you know, what, what, would work for us, we just want someone to listen, to just hear our thoughts. Um, also helping them maintain healthy habits, like if they need to work out, walking with them. Um, if they need a gym buddy, go to the gym with them. Um, if they need an accountability partner, be that account- accountability partner without you know controlling the situation. Um, so just being mindful as a friend of the fact that they have this depression and that it's not just something that they can just get over, you know, automatically, that it's actually something that's gonna take some time for them to manage. Yeah, for sure.
1: Okay. You know, I'm just curious about your own personal story of like what actually um encouraged you to create Black Girl Therapy and the platform that you create, the platforms plural that you created
2: period. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I am someone that has suffered with depression, and it really took me a while to kind of really notice that I was suffering with depression. Um, I come from also a Caribbean um, background, so not only is it in the black community that we, you know, we struggle with actually going to therapy and actually dealing with our mental health, but especially in the Caribbean community. Mm-hmm. So um, once I was in college and I uh, took on being a psych major, I learned a lot about different mental health disorders. And I started to realize like, oh my gosh, these are some things that I've seen, you know, happen within my family that I've seen within myself. And that's when I was really able to put a name on the emotions that I was in. And so I felt like around the time that I created Black Girl Therapy, there wasn't really a lot of mental health outlets out there for Black women to follow and really you know, understand, okay, once I identify with a, a mental health disorder, what are some things that I can do to help heal from this disorder? and manage the disorder so that it's not taking over my life so that's when I decided it's time for me to create a blog and really help other women go through and manage the same things that I've been through
1: yes absolutely thank you so much for giving the backstory to that and um you most definitely are a pioneer right now for I'm sure your family and your audience and our audience now too so um But to go ahead and wrap today's uh, recording up, if you had to give a takeaway for our listeners, it could be anything you would like to say. What would you say?
2: You're not alone. Um, That's why we have different outlets like Black Girl Therapy and Black Women um, Healing as a way of, of expressing, you know, these kind of emotions. And for you to know that there's a community of women that are just like you, that are dealing with the same things that you're dealing with. And even though it's behind closed doors, you have that support. So um, don't ever feel like you're alone. Um, You can always reach out and and share, you know, whatever it is that you're going through. And I'm always here to listen. And I'm sure you guys are here.
0: I hope you all were able to learn a little bit more about high-functioning depression um, from Tierra. And I think as we wrap up, I just want to kind of just like reflect on my own experience. I feel like I'm someone that has struggled with high-functioning depression. And now like I'm just open and honest about what I have going on. But what I would have probably wished for my friends to do more of is to just like check in because I feel like oftentimes, like even with like my dad and like my family, they are always like, oh, we don't do very much for you because we know you figure it out. And to hear stuff like that, it, it it sends me into more depression. It makes me feel a lot more like that's why I don't lean on you anyway. Um, So whether it be like, we use social media a lot. So whether it be like, I saw this video, like I sent it to you and it the dumbest stuff makes me laugh. So it could literally be somebody touched their toes and accidentally farted. Like, I don't care. So like anything. So just letting people know that you're thinking of them and if you sense something is going on with your friend rather than being like I thought something was going on after why not be like hey like I'm gonna come over and check on you or do this this and that I think it's really helpful to recognize like the type of personality your friend has or the person in your life and kind of go off of that like for example I like when people are like I'm gonna come over on Saturday and do x y and z as opposed to like what is your schedule looking like I was thinking we could do this and it's just like you're making me think too. I don't want to think too. I want you to do the thinking, and you just show up and do the thing. So thinking about the personality that the person in your life has, and how you can be there for them, and also just thinking about the personalities that your friends have to maybe help them to avoid experiencing depression. Like, how are ways I can show up for my friends and my family to just be a person in their life? That's it. It's that simple. <laughs> just things to think of. What you think about?
1: um yeah no I mean just hearing you talk about your own personal experience um I I agree I also feel like that I'm like this past year and a half like I feel like I'm getting out of it now but like most definitely high-functional depression. I feel like if you my friend and you was around me, you knew what I was going through. But at the same time, I was still functioning as far as like, it's not like I didn't show up to work and see my clients and didn't show up to the podcast, right? Speaking mm-hmm. of, I don't know if you, I, don't, I feel like, no, you don't listen to the read. But basically on the read, um, Kim Fury, the, one of the co-hosts, Probably like a few months ago, it was an episode where he was just like he was going through it. And he like, I'm about to cry, I'm about to cry. See, um, he was going, I think cause it was so like personal of like he's a human being. And like they didn't have episodes for like a few months. And when I tell you, I like I, I would check to see if they release episode like every week and I absolutely love the fact that they were not because what that meant was that he was taking care of himself you know uh like we're we can't always show up and even sometimes when people are it does not mean they're not going through something and so and they're back now but he's still like you know being open and honest uh about like you know he's still going through it but he's just he's you know trying to get out of it but like We don't know. We don't know what people are going through ever, Uh, even when we it appears we do. So it's nothing wrong with asking how are you doing. And sometimes you do have to say like more. Ask different questions because the how. Hey, how are you doing? Sometimes. It's, it's such a habit just to be like, oh, I'm fine. Maybe, I don't know, ask some deep questions. I don't know. What's your soul? How's your soul feeling today? Uh, what's the first thing that was on your mind when you woke up today? How have you been sleeping? Ask different questions. Yes,
0: and yes. If you notice that your friend has depression, name the depression, give it a name. So that way you could be like, is Billy Bob showing up today? Billy Bob. Whereas, in your life because that helps them to have more comfortability and having that conversation if it's not like i am myra and i have depression is i am myra and sometimes billy's at my house that I'm makes people
2: comfortable
0: so just a little tip well, naming it with the person me. from the problem the problem from the person i feel like depression in particular is something like it's very helpful for people to do that it's very helpful
1: I thousand percent agree yeah I do that for anxiety too with my clients and myself I've given my anxiety a name um but yeah I agree it makes it more personal and then you know because sometimes the word depression it is like it's like over overkill tired of hearing it right just like coping skills when I hear coping skills I'll be like oh. I'm tired of hearing that too. So it's nice to like create your own name to it and actually get some connection to it because at the end of the day, it's something we're going through or you're going through regardless. And you wanna be able to not be scared of what you're going through and feeling like you wanna be able to address it, deal with it. What's happening? What's, what is, how is this connected to me right now? right. And so, yeah, I would say that as, you know, I feel like that, high-functional depression as we're talking about it community and like support systems are a big part of it actually
0: yeah because it's making me think about um our sis miss esther Uh and she talked about resilience and resource care and it's making me think about that resource care piece coming into community how are we making change what resources are we being connected to versus like Talking about resilience and depression feels icky because mm-hmm. let's not think about it that way. Maybe further on down the road, but in those moments, it's about that resource care. So I really like that terminology.
1: Yes,
0: absolutely. Anything you want to add? No, I feel like that's it for me. Um, what I will say is if you are somebody that's struggling or know somebody that's struggling, please don't be that person It's like, do you journal? Do you meditate? Mm. <laughs> Let's really be like thoughtful and think about again, what does this person like that we can do together? If your friend likes to dance, dance with them in the mirror, dance with each other, like really think of like what do I enjoy doing or what feels good to me. Let's not go to the journal and meditate thing. Cause sometimes that irritates people and people don't want to hear that all the time. If that's what they like, yeah. But if they if they don't ever mention that, don't randomly be like, have you tried journaling and meditating?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You have to personalize. Our healing is personalized,
0: and so and that's why you should purchase our workbook. <laughs> <laughs> different options and different modalities. I- it is not one thing. It's a
1: multiple. <laughs> yes, yes. If you have not, so go ahead and purchase our workbook. Let's heal. Um, uh, it is on Amazon and it will be in the description notes. And it literally has like all these different modalities to heal, so it doesn't have to be like just journaling, just movement. It's like all of the things. And so yeah, like I mean, that could even be something you utilize with yourself, but also if we're talking about like as a support to somebody else, you can literally send that one of those prompts to somebody, a screenshot and send it to them. Um, and that could be helpful. So, or you want to buy it for them for Christmas. Or whenever, Black Friday, whatever we whatever you want to buy them for. Um yeah, I agree. Um, so I feel like at this point, once this episode is gonna be released, Myra, you'll still have um an event going on. What event will that be?
0: Yes, this event will be the resilient tea. It's gonna be its fifth year. Wow, five years. Anyway, it'll be its fifth year. I've been saying that, not realizing what I've been saying, but whatever. Um, But I'm coming back to LA. It's been a little minute since I've had one in LA. It'll be in Beverly Hills and it'll be at a a beautiful tea place. Um, So be sure to check out the link in our description and our bio. And the event will be on December 11th. So I hope to see y'all there. Absolutely. And we will...
1: Yeah, and we will absolutely be taking some time to rest. So don't worry if you don't see a new episode coming from us. We'll still try to catch up on our story. But, um, you know, we're taking Esther's advice and we're going to for sure rest and reset and do all the good things to make sure we're taking care of ourselves. And we hope
2: that you all do, too. So see you next year.